listeners, this is the Spotlight on Grace podcast, where we're focusing on what's happening at Grace Church and how God's grace is making a difference in our lives. I'm your host, Burr Bolton, and this is episode number two, where we're talking about the one page, finishing up our conversation. This is part two of of that conversation that we're having. So back in the studio with us today, I have Pastor Tanya, the discipleship pastor here at Grace Church. Hey, hey. I have Pastor Jason, the What's lead up? pastor here at Grace Church. And then I have Pastor BJ, who's the executive pastor here at Grace Church. And so, go ahead and say it in your favorite. Well, he is my favorite pastor. That's good. I don't think there's any shame in saying that. Not at all. Okay. I just like hearing you say Pastor BJ. I think that's I cool. know. Doesn't yeah. that throw it? <laughs> it's weird. It's definitely weird. Yeah, especially when we're at home. He's, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he's going to start expecting this at home. <laughs> well, listeners, last, last time we were here, we talked about the one page and we... Talked about the mission, which was encouraging or is encouraging our community towards wholeness in Jesus. And then we really discussed the core values. But now we're going to move on to the practical way in which we achieve these things. And that's talking about the strategy. And so there's three strategies that we're going to talk about um, that's listed on this one page that will help us to achieve our mission and vision. So who wants to start talking about our very first strategy today? Well, let me let me just kind of set this up for just a minute because what we came up with as our strategy was the three words that most of us have seen around here and that is seek love and serve and whenever I kind of came in we were talking about once again some of the stuff I said in the first podcast was how do we get all on the same page how do we move forward all that kind of stuff we began to look at this what was the mission statement at the time and we noticed that it was really written more like a strategy because there were verbs there. I think uh, Pastor BJ was talking about that. There were these verbs of seek, love, and serve. And so what we started doing is going, okay, how? what are we actually trying to accomplish? And we realized that this strategy of seek, love, and serve would help us to accomplish the actual mission that Jesus gave to us. So I think it's kind of important to, to note for everybody that we're not really changing a whole lot of stuff. We're just kind of saying, you know, that was more of a strategy, and so we're going to mm-hmm. put it into ways that we actually will help us move forward in that. Yeah. Good. And I have, we, I have seen that a lot around the church on t-shirts, on walls, seek, love, serve. It's definitely something I think Grace Church is really familiar with. So, right. So I'll, I'll just kind of start off with the seek. And uh, we, when we started talking about that, we started saying, well, that becomes our weekly gathering that we gather together on Sunday mornings. And obviously COVID has happened. So things are a little Mm -hmm. bit different than they were, but uh, so when we were talking about this, mainly we were talking about in-person stuff, but really I think it's okay to say, you know, if you can't be here, you can join us online, that yes. kind of stuff. So weekly gathering with our church body in order to seek the heart of God, the leading of God, and the discipline of God inside of our lives so that we're growing and constantly seeking after him so that he can help us to be who he's called us to be. Yes, that's good. That's good. Um, I love that we have the online option. Let me just interject that really quickly because when we're on vacation or out of town I don't feel like I'm missing um, my church family as much because I can log in and feel like I'm there it's not exactly the same but I feel like I'm up to date and current on the message and what's happening so I love that I love that we have that Um, okay so the second strategy moving on is love who wants to tell me a little more about that strategy so when we think about loving, we, we think about that idea that goes back to our core values of relationships and discipleship, which is that, that consistent gathering with a small group. So that may be a small group in homes. It may be being involved in a Sunday school class or a Wednesday night Grace U class, or even, um, I know that 
<clears throat> excuse me, there have been some uh, micro discipleship groups mm-hmm. that have kind of formed lately, which is even smaller than small groups, uh, which is anywhere from about three to five people who meet together um, for Bible study and prayer and those discipleship kind of things. So when we're loving, what we mean by that is that coming together to learn and grow together. That's that that piece of that strategy. And I love how we realized a few weeks ago that if you could put these words in a circle, um, it wouldn't just be an arrow from seeking to loving to serving, but the arrows, all the arrows from all the words go all the different right. ways mm-hmm. because people come into the church in a lot of different ways. Some people, you know, maybe uh, too nervous, too shy, too whatever to, to maybe start by coming in on a Sunday morning worship service, but if a friend invites them to a small group, that may be their own ramp. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people may start with the Sunday morning worship service and then join a small group, Um, but we love that those things work together to then lead us to serving. Right, that's good. BJ, you want to talk about that last strategy there? Um, Our last strategy is to serve, and that is just persistently finding ways to to serve uh, our community, and that's both inside of Grace Church as well as outside of Grace Church. Um, there are just so many ways at Grace Church to serve through ministry. Um, that we were just talking about discipleship, teaching a Sunday school class, teaching, leading a small group is a piece of that, or uh, kids ministry, Grace Students ministry, helping in the choir, uh, connections team, food connect, pantry. Yes, connections team, food pantry, which is doing just wonderful things to help our community over the last few months, serving nearly a hundred people every or a hundred families. It was backed up the other yes. day. And we had lines like snaked through the parking lot to help serve uh, just some groceries, just simple things like that. And um, there's always opportunities at Grace to serve, but there's also mm-hmm. opportunities outside of the church that that many of our people just know about and they just go out and do because that's just a part of who we are. I think that would be, you've hit on a great point because whenever we started looking at the strategies, we thought, you know, people only have so much time per week. Um, I know when I was growing up, it was all about, you know, when the doors were open, we were always there, but life has kind of changed a little bit. And it's not that, that God's not important, not that church is more important, but what, what we wanted to do when we started talking about the strategy is if we had to narrow it down to kind of the minimum standard, if you will. What are the three things that we would want people to do? What are the what are the top three things that said, man, if you do these things and you do them consistently, you're going to see growth in your life. Uh-huh. And so we said, if you would just come to worship once a week, if you'll be a part of a small group, a, a micro small group, whatever it may be, and find an a- area of service, if you'll do those three things, there's all sorts of other things you can do. I know people that are part of Sunday school classes and small groups and prayer groups <laughs> and stuff, and, that, and that's cool. But if you had to do three, these are the three we right. want you to do. Right, because sometimes the way life is, or the season that you're in, you can't. Right, you can't do everything. Right, and, or especially not do everything well. But you're f- kind of focusing in on let's do these three things really well. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. and I think that when you operate within those three things, if those three things become a part of your life, you start to feel a certain amount of wholeness. Exactly. You know, because yes. I think otherwise. You know something's missing. I, even you mentioned a while ago about um, being able to listen in online for Sunday morning service, and that's mm-hmm. a great opportunity. And I know lots of folks, that's their only their only option right now health-wise and things sure. like that, sometimes work-wise mm-hmm. and things like that. But I feel like if any part of one of these things is missing in my life, 
there, there's a piece missing. I don't feel whole. Yes. But if I know if I'm participating in all three of these things, right. um, being involved in, with some friends and learning and growing together, finding a way to serve, I feel that own whole, my own wholeness that I can then share with others. Because mm-hmm. until we, we truly feel whole, we're not able to, as well as we could, encourage others towards yeah. wholeness. Right. right. Yep. Right. Awesome. Okay. And then the last, the last little area on this one page are, is measures. So who, first off, let's define, what does that mean? What is the word measures? Like, how does that work into what, what are we measuring? Can I say this part? Because yeah. like, yes. this is the part anything. of the page I'm most excited about. Okay. And well, I this, know, is, this I, is my favorite part too. Okay. <laughs> but, but you can have it. It's okay. my favorite part too. <laughs> but I'm just asking the question. I think that our staff is, okay, go ahead BJ. I guess it's my favorite part too. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, I love this so much, and I, I I thanked Pastor Jason when the staff was working through this page when we got to this part because I feel like we've we've kind of known and we've talked about the kinds of things in the mission and the core values and the strategy before. We've talked about those kinds of things, but I don't feel like ever, no offense to any person, time, past planning, that was not the goal of that. Mm-hmm. We never... I felt like ever got to those measures. Like, what does it look like? How do we measure? And I, I know that's something that we don't want people to think about these measures when they hear this discussion or when they see this page is that they have to make an A++ in every single one of these topics to right. be growing in exactly. Jesus. That is right. not the plan. But these measures do say, here are some some key points, some things to look at, and just to be aware of, um, am I addressing these things in my life? And if I am, I'm going in the right direction. Right. And so that's why I'm so excited about these and so glad that Pastor Jason brought our staff and now our church to this point of discussion about these things uh, for us, because I think they're really going to help us if we can take them and receive them in the right way. Right. So these are kind of self-assessments. No one's going to come to you with a clipboard and well, suddenly ask you these questions. Uh, <laughs> Maybe actually, we're doing that leader. next week. Yes, oh, well, I'm a small no. group leader, so I <laughs> no one's going to come to me and ask me these questions. <laughs> Um, but so what you're saying though, is it's just a, it's a healthy way for us to check in and just see how we're doing on our walk with God. I think, I think it's a great self-assessment. That's kind of where it starts. Mm -hmm. But I think as small group leaders, you can, we can even, you could almost use these almost like a, uh, like a whole night just to kind of walk through these and start asking, Hey, how have you been connecting with God lately? And you know, what, what's going on? Do you have like that 2am friend, that kind of stuff? And we haven't even got into the stuff yet. <laughs> right. So I'm jumping ahead, but it's, it can start off. I think one of the big things is we have taught people that in order to grow, you have to come to church, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we we're not here at church very often. No, right. And so if we will find ourselves throughout the week, I, I remember growing up watching my mom early in the morning, she would, uh, I'd see her fasting, I'd see her praying, you know, and so I, early in the morning when I'd get up and, you know, my dad taking notes, but he would read commentaries through the week. I don't know if people do that anymore, mm-hmm. but so these give some ways that we can, when we're at home, self-assess ourselves, are we moving forward? And maybe even be accountable to others. Right. If, if right. you have that kind of relationship with someone um, to maybe assess where they're at in life and just kind of ask them, hey, you know, have you spent time with God today? Right. I know I'm jumping ahead. That's one of <laughs> that's one of the measures, but it, right. it's a self check, but also an accountability if you have that kind of person in your exactly. life, right? And, and I think when when Jason first uh, came to us, um, he uh, he did this in our staff meetings with us, and it wasn't necessarily these specific questions. Now, I think that he does do the connecting with God. That's probably, hey, how have you connected with God this week? How have you 
you right. know, spend been time. Generous. Been generous. That was one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. How have you, uh, as a staff, how have you uh, met with people? Where have you seen God at work? Things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. That he came and immediately, you know, hey, this is my staff. This is my team. This is... This is my family. Right. How are you guys doing with in these areas? Right. And it's not scary. No. It's not like he's checking up on us and holding yeah. a thumb down, but it's like, oh, you know, let me think back on how I've been generous or how, you know, right. what what friendships am I leaning into to be those people in my life? Um, that's that's a good thing. And yeah. it's it's okay to be held accountable. We don't have to be afraid yeah. of that. No, no, right. I, I feel like we've talked all the way around it and not that I'm in charge, but we probably ought to go but through you, these but things. But you are kind of in charge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we should. So hey one more so, one more quick thing too, just heading into that discussion. Um I do know that there have been people who have seen this list and said, Oh, I'm not good enough to lead a small group. I'm not good enough to work with teams. That's not the point. And that's why we that's why I kind of feel like it's important to start with like that's not the point of that. You don't have to have that A plus plus. Right. But just if we're learning and growing in these things, mm-hmm. we're ready. Mm-hmm. We're we're moving in the right direction. Right. And we talked about that on the last podcast mm-hmm. that with effective discipleship, you don't have to have have arrived to be able to disciple someone else. All right. So since we're moving on to this, Pastor Jason, you want to explain a little bit um, one of the first measures there? Sure. Well, what we did is we have, uh, we have five different measures. And so we have a statement and the first statement is connecting with God. And then we kind of have a a definition, if you will, and then we have a question that goes with it. So we think that everybody ought to connect with God at some level, at some point, not just by seeking, loving, and serving, but, you know, on on a personal basis. So we define that as daily time in prayer, study, and memorization of God's Word. And and not necessarily that you have to do all three, but those are three um, opportunities, ways that you can do that. So it's not like, uh, you know, if you prayed but you didn't memorize, then you're, you know, out the... (laughs) out the window or something, but, <laughs> no. but it's just kind of an idea. And so really the big question that, that, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned it, BJ mentioned it earlier. Uh, have I spent time with God today? And sometimes, you know, I know I try and do it very early in the morning, but there are sometimes I wake up and man, I'm on the run mm-hmm. and, and I can even ask myself at the end of the day, you know, have I spent time? No, I haven't. And so it's kind of that reminder at the end of the day, it's better than no time at all, you know, right. to just kind of yeah. stop for a moment. Yeah. So, Yep. Good. Yeah. Um, I like to use these two as maybe an area that I might need to stretch in because like I'm really good at sitting down and doing a study, but I'm not so good at memorization mm-hmm. yeah. or even stop. I pray, but not, not So t- for me, it's a good guide to, okay, I'd like to develop this practice a little more. So mm-hmm. I like to use it that, that way too. Um, okay. So one of the other measures is inspiring relationships. Who wants to flesh that out a little better for me? Uh, I, I, th- I guess I can take that one. That one is actually my favorite of the measures. <laughs> So, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt, yes. no so, doubt. Uh, and, and this is simply we defined it as looking to a friend, to, to friend others, realizing that we need each other, um, and then we actually ask a couple of questions as part of this one: is do I have a two a.m. friend, or am I a two a.m. friend for someone else? And and that doesn't necessarily mean that you know you're getting phone calls <laughs> literally, at, 2 literally two a.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, but it may be that. Yeah, it, that know, has happened before. That, We've had to do that. Yes, before. we have. <laughs> 2 a.m., be a friend. But it's art. Do you have people who are there for you when you are in need or you need help with something? Or are you that person that's there for others in your life and in your circle? Um, I, I just countless times being a part of a small group over years, you just, you, we've, in our life, we've gained so many of those friends that, you know, if, 
if I needed something, I know who to call and they're going to be there. Right. And they know that if they need something, they know they can call me and I'm going to be there. Right. Yeah. That might be like help moving or it might be parenting advice or it might be like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's yes. the full spectrum yes. of life. I have, a fl- yes. I have a flat tire. Come and right. get me. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't always have to be emergency. Yeah. Or the person either. who says to me, um, that wasn't, that wasn't a great way to handle that situation or right. mm-hmm. speak to your husband or deal sure. with your, like, here's a better way, you know, the accountability side of it right. as well. I think I, there are so many stories of people who have, uh, who've had difficulties and, and I know people who've dropped out of church and whenever I go to them and talk to them, you know, tell me why, tell me what happened. They go, you know, I just didn't connect with anybody. And that breaks my heart because if we're supposed to have life-giving relationships, yes, then one of the things that we all know is we need people in the moments of distress, but also in the moments of, of excitement and when there's joy and that kind of stuff. So I think it's important that we, we're looking because we, we're going to need that friend at some point, but there are other people that need that friend as well. Sure, sure. And if you can't, if you don't have a friend, be a friend. Is that what people say? That sounds good. I That's a good we, place to start. Yeah, I think, but I think, I mean, I think it's great to, if you have a friend and you're a friend. If you have a 2 a.m. friend right. and you're a 2 a.m. friend. That's right. Yeah. Good life. That's right. All right. So then we're moving on to the next measure, which is generous lives. Can, who wants to tell me a little more about that one? I really love the idea of generosity. And on our one page, we put that that is recognizing all I have is from God for God's glory. And the question is, have I been generous with my time, talents, and treasures this week? And um, I, I think that generosity is just a, a great way to live because we're living into the heart of God and who he is as a giver and as God is love, that kind of that kind of mindset. Um, and that does look like money. A lot of times we've mm-hmm. talked about the 1% giving. Uh, I think tithing is important. I think that giving and, and tithes and offerings. But then I think even beyond that, uh, just I've been thinking a lot lately about just generosity of spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, people who are generous are happier people, I feel That's like. True. And uh, I see so much generosity around us in my friends from Grace Church, whether that be um, in, you know, encouraging, supporting a, friend, uh, a child's fundraiser or giving to a single mom or another family in need. Um, no matter what it is, it's so funny. Just the other day, Jay and Philip were walking across the church parking lot, and Shana was driving off, and like her window wasn't rolled down, and she was just driving away. And Philip was like, "Bye, Shana." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then Jay, Mr. You know, my son Jay is so Mr. Straight Lace. He was like, "Philip." She couldn't even hear you. And he's like, it's okay. And I just thought, I love that generosity of spirit that I can be thinking toward my friends or people that I see. Just a smile goes a long Mm -hmm. way these days. So we can all live generous lives, uh, whether that's financial or not. One of the things, one of my favorite things is, uh, this is going to sound weird, but when people, especially because it's pre-COVID, when people were in the hospital, you know, I try and go see them in the hospital and stuff. One of my favorite ways that I see generosity is when I'm not the first one there. Oh, yeah. And I get yeah. there, and all of a sudden the whole room is filled. I'm going, I don't know whether to feel bad because I wasn't the first one, uh-huh, uh-huh. or I feel great because there's all these people already praying. There's all these people coming in to encourage, all that kind of stuff. So you're right. It's not just, it's not just financial. There's that whole spirit of generosity that my time is your time you know, kind of thing. So. Grace Church is great at that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think at, at the very basic human level, people want to be seen and known and heard and and know that they mean something to someone. And that's what that whole generosity of spirit where that comes in. Right. You know, people, right. yeah. people feel like they matter to someone. And right. so I think that, you know, 
what better world it would be if everyone felt like they mattered, you right. know, because exactly. of your generosity, right. because right. of your smile right. and your hello. Yes. Those are yes. easy things. To and do. that flows out of us because Jesus loved us first. Mm-hmm. And right. And we love because of that. That'll right. preach right there. Amen. I know. I, I might, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not trying to t- take on anybody's job <laughs> in this room. <laughs> All right, so moving on to um, one of the other measures is inviting others. So who wants to kind of break that down for us? Hey, let me talk about that. Um, I think one of the things, especially when we know that we're trying to encourage uh, our community to move toward wholeness in Jesus, that it's important. I mean, when we look around our world, it's broken in so many different ways. And I think it could be real easy to kind of get focused on ourselves, making sure we're okay. But there's so many people hurting out there. And so when we talk about inviting others, it literally becomes this idea that we're praying for some specific people, some specific faces, names, but not just the names or the faces, the actual stories behind that because they're broken and they're hurting. So what we did is we said we're praying for three specific people. Now, it doesn't mean that three is a magic number. It just means that uh, you know, we, you know, if you can pick out three, you might have 23, but it's kind of hard to minister to 23 all at one time. So we stuck with three, uh, three praying for three specific people you want to introduce to Jesus this year. And so the question is just who are those three people? And I think it'd be a great idea to just kind of write the name down somewhere. Um, I know people that pray in the car. I never have been able to do that. Usually my prayer in the car is, Lord, help them to get out of the way, <laughs> help them to speed up. That's my prayer in the car, right? Well, if you're the passenger, sometimes it's really <laughs> easy to pray in true, the car. True, 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 true. <laughs> but, but wherever it is, you keep those names in front of them. So we have this bless card that we keep talking about. And so we passed those out a couple of weeks ago, and we probably have some more that we could hand out where people turned in names and stuff. But it, I think it's important to just pray for people. Say, Lord, who do you want me to, to listen to and to eat with and to serve and to share uh, who you want to be in their life. Yeah, And I, I heard something recently that talked about sort of our spheres of influence. And so as you're thinking through those people, um, because sometimes the more involved you are in church, the more you become entrenched in church right. life. It's, it's very easy right. to not have non-Christian friends as easily sometimes, I think. Um, but I think the, what I had heard was kind of, if you can imagine a circle of work mm-hmm. and a circle of family and a circle of you know, friends or maybe things you're involved in with your kids or hobbies, there's probably at least one person in each of those circles that can be the person on your list, somebody that you're praying for. And sometimes I know for us, sometimes family members, it may not be my family members who live right here in Murray County near us, uh, but I can be praying for a family member, even if they live far away and the, the opportunities we do talk or get together for family gatherings are praying that the Lord would put somebody in their path as they're out living their life Mm -hmm. far away. I've done that for years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always think of it as, as the knots, right? You have the people that are not in church. Something in their life is that they were not prepared for or something that they that they are just not uh, kind of expecting. They're not prepared for. They're not expecting all that kind of stuff. They're not in church. So, yeah, and there's usually those somewhere along that way you probably have somebody you don't know that's not really knowing who Jesus is. Yeah. And would you would you say, Pastor Jason, you feel like is this – is this particular prayer only for people who have never met Jesus or, or could this even be for people who they might say they know who Jesus is, but they're not really living into yeah. the fullness of life in him Absolutely. as well. Yeah. Because they, there's, there's still that brokenness that they, whenever you and I, we, you kind of mentioned it earlier, as we continue to move towards Jesus, it, there's a healing process, there's a restoration process. And so, yeah, anybody that we know, whether they're totally away from 
or whether they say, yeah, I know who Jesus is, and I know the preacher at the church, you know, but yeah, I don't know yeah. much about the church. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we can pray for them and, and encourage them, listen to them, serve them, that kind of stuff. It would be good. So could it also be maybe somebody who is in the church and is very involved, but maybe they're just experiencing a difficult time right now? Maybe it's a diagnosis or a relationship gone wrong. Do you see that as also being part of that less Less list? I, I think it can be, but I, I think I would put that more in that inspiring relationship and generous lives okay. because those are the people that probably already know Jesus, but they need us to come alongside them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this is inviting others is really that intentional kind of looking out who doesn't know who Jesus is or maybe doesn't even care who Jesus is yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Well, I had I had listed someone on my blessed list that I used to work with and used to attend church here and I've not seen them in a while um, I don't work with them anymore and I haven't seen them here at church and because I've been I listed their name out and I've been intentionally thinking about them um, God provided the opportunity and it was fresh on my mind for me to run into them cool. and kind of invite them along um, I don't want to give away any specific that. details because yeah. they might listen and know exactly <laughs> who they are but uh, but I just think Listing it out makes it so much more likely to become a reality when you're putting it in front of you as an actual reality, basically. I I know whenever I start praying for anything, God begins to open doors that I never Mm -hmm. saw that might even open. So, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned, you know, 23 people that you might be praying for. uh, But I heard the other day somebody saying, it's so easy for us to say, well, I love everybody. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to know Jesus. And sometimes we're so into the everybody that we're not praying for, reaching out to, investing in any one body specifically. Yes. Right. So yes. that's why it might be good to yeah. to make sure there's some real names on that list. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, and I mean, if everybody in our church had even just one person, mm. that would be a huge Absolutely. amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life-changing. Yeah. So, all right. And so our very last measure that we need to discuss is the developing presence. Who wants to tell me what what exactly that means? Uh, so developing presence we have on our paper here it's uh god brings change in my life as he leads me and uh, you know i preached on this a couple weeks ago on the holy spirit and the the fruit of the spirit is that change it's the the joy that comes the the peace the love all those things that come with that presence of god being a part of our lives and that that presence prepares us for storms Mm-hmm. Uh, it it does. brings that peace. It brings it brings joy to the absolutely ordinary <laughs> right. rigors of life. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it, um, rigors is not a big word, but it's a word that <laughs> I know. Um, and, and it brings courage to us as well um, to be able to go day to day and just know that God is with us. He's right. He's living through us, and I, I just finding that presence and continuing to develop to see that presence as it's happened. I'm sure we all have stories where we can look back and go like, I, I just don't know how that worked out other mm-hmm. than God was there working. Right. right. Like, I don't, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not that smart to have figured that out on my own, but it worked out. We have that recorded by the way. Oh, that yeah. You said you're not, He's that, not smart. that smart. Yeah. Who knew? Um, oh man. Yeah. We'll play that on Sunday morning. Yeah, one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and I love this one too, just because, 
life is not one continuous up and to the right sort of thing. Like right. it's sometimes it's sometimes it's not even bad. It's just mundane and right. you get up and you go to work and you come home. You get up, you go to work and you come home. Right. And so right. finding that joy in the ordinary, just enjoying God's presence and realizing that every day, even the mundane is such a blessing and that you will get even more joy if you decide to be a blessing. So I just, I love that one because yes. I feel like so many people think I'm going to love the Lord and everything's going to be perfect after this. And it, it may not be bad, but it may not be extraordinary either, you know. Yeah. But it can be. Absolutely. It can be if you allow Because you're walking with the Lord. That's right, right. sure. Yeah. But even his leading of now's the time to go talk to that person you've been praying for or mm-hmm. invite them to right. dinner or, hey, maybe that 2 a.m. friend um, is having a crisis and they haven't called you, but the Lord may put, you know, because as you've developed his presence in your life, he gives you the nudge to reach out to a friend who, you know, all exactly. those things that God can do. And then you start saying, oh, I'm, I'm a part of what God is doing. Right. It's a right. really great well, way Well, what to I have realized in life is even though some things can be mundane, get up, go to work, come home, or for my, in my situation get up teach kids you know stay at home (laughs) teach kids do laundry do laundry do laundry do laundry um but what i have realized is that even though that may seem mundane if you're in the presence of god following god is not boring because he is constantly nudging you to the next thing or to open your eyes and see this person or that person and so yeah it definitely will not be boring if you have right I feel like I feel like we almost want to live from mountaintop to mountaintop, mm-hmm. but there is that mundane. There's that normal, and so like I know uh, I know I get a chance to take Jesse to school every morning, and and I usually pray with him as right before I'm getting ready to drop him off. And sometimes I mean, not that going to school is probably not the most exciting thing sure. for a 14 year old right. or, or any year old at that point. But one of the things I almost, it seems like it's just there every day. Lord, hey man, I see that sun over there. Thank you for the sun. Mm-hmm. Thanks for breath. Thanks for fan. All of a sudden, you start thanking the Lord. The ordinary becomes extraordinary. Yes, yes, absolutely. For sure. All right. Well, I cannot miss this opportunity because I'm going to ask you guys some measures while we're sitting here because oh. I feel like, you know, we, we just need to do that before we leave today. Don't, don't, I'm, I'm sorry. Are I'm running out of time, yet? haven't you? <laughs> just kidding. Lock the door. Don't leave in the room. That was not on my agenda. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to start with Pastor Tanya, and I'm going to ask the same question to everyone else. So you've got okay. time to think about yours. I just Are we just cool. doing one question all the way around the board? Yeah. Is that okay? okay? That's so totally they have fine. time to think since I'm starting with you. Oh, great. Well, She's be smarter back. than we are. Well, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> not worried about what she I can make things up faster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask you, have you spent time with God today? I have. Um, I feel like, this may sound like a cop-out at first, but I really think it's true. I feel like I wake up calling on the name of Jesus mm-hmm. um, as a pretty regular thing, and I feel like I fall asleep that way, too. Um, when I When I think about the brokenness in our world, when I think about all the different things, um, you know, that are going on. Um, I've been preparing for Sunday school today, which some people say you can't use preparation for Sunday school or sermon time as time with God. But I personally completely disagree with that because if I'm expecting God to speak to other people through this scripture and this passage, he better speak to me first. Like I'm dependent on that. that. Um, and so, uh, just being aware of God's presence, like Jason said, living out like we actually my kids go to the same school jesse goes to we actually live out that way so just the beauty of creation especially this time of year um so you know maybe maybe i haven't memorized any new bible verses today um Mm -hmm. but i'm so aware of and thankful for god's presence and try to focus on him so 
when you wake up that way, you wake up, you say, feeling like acknowledging God's presence. Does it make you more excited to get out of bed? Because I I know on the mornings that I wake up thinking about God's (laughs) presence, I'm a little more excited to get up and do things other than, oh, Lord, I got to get up today. (laughs) Was that your prayer this morning? Oh, Lord, I got to get up. Well, my, you know, any... Um, what was I going to say? Yes. Let's go with yes. I'm always like, I, I love this work that I get to do. Mm-hmm. I love coming to work here, um, for this purpose, for, for the kingdom of God and thinking about discipleship when it was children, it was thinking about children, but it, a broader scope of discipleship. I love the people that I work with. And so, but yes, I think that knowing that we're on a mission for God. And I think that's true. Even if you're not a pastor, even if you're oh, not yeah, getting to absolutely. go to church, mm-hmm. work at a church, um, there, there's a, a way to know that you're on mission for God and doing his, his work and his purpose. Absolutely. All the time now, because I'm a homebody, does that necessarily make me want to like get out of the bed and leave the house? Yeah. Not in that part, but because I'm getting to do what right. I know I'm getting I to do, you. and I do love yeah. that, I then I, that's that makes it worth leaving the house for this homebody. Yeah. Well, I am a naturally a morning person, and so some people would say that's not really you know God's spirit. You're just naturally happy <laughs> in the morning, which is true. But then I have to refocus that it's not just happy because right. I'm happy. It's I'm trying to. You know, serve God exactly. Today. Sure, so, uses it all. All right, so Pastor Jason, I'm going to ask you next. Have you spent time with God today? I have, I have. In fact, uh, so in my normal reading time, I read through the Book of Jonah today. It's only four chapters, and I think what caught me was I think it's in chapter four where Jonah gets really upset and going. This is why I didn't want to come tell these people because I knew they would turn back to you, and I didn't want them. I want you to get them, you know, kind of thing. And I'm thinking, how does a prophet of God go, I really want to get them, you know? And and maybe because people at times can kind of, you know, drag on your nerve or whatever, but it just kind of struck me funny that he was so honest with God going, this is why I didn't want to talk to him Mm -hmm. because I knew this would happen. And then I'm reading another book, uh, a brand new book somebody recommended to me called Halftime. And basically, it's the, I, the idea and understanding that uh, and I'm approaching the halftime of my life, is according to this guy. And so, you know, you can leave, kind of work through the first half of your life, and you're busy with, you know, getting married, you're getting a job, you're having kids, buying a house, whatever, whatever, whatever. And some people get to the point of the halftime at, at 40 years old or whatever, and they're like, I'm done. My kids are gone, whatever it is, you know, kind of thing. But he says, man, the second half is where you win the game. Mm. And and so I just I started started today, so I just got into the first chapter. But I'm thinking about Jonah and how somewhere along the way he lost the passion of what he was supposed to do in the right. first place. And I'm thinking about halftime, and I'm thinking, man, the next half of my life, I want my life to count. Right, sure. So, Lord, you show me what it means to count. So I kind of put both of those. I didn't mean, I didn't know they would fit together, but they really did kind of fit together. That's awesome. God did that for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, BJ, have you spent time with God today? Um, Yes. Um, During the work week, so my work week normally being Monday through I thought you only Thursday. worked on Sunday. Day, yes. I'm just kidding. Sunday mostly. I'm just kidding. Mostly if you only Sunday. work on Sundays, where do you go the rest of the day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so uh, my normal kind of routine when I come into the office is I go set my things down, and then I go downstairs, and I go into the sanctuary, and I just find a seat there. Cool. And that's my quiet time. Uh, sometimes I start the coffee pot. Right. Before that way, when I'm done with quiet time, I can grab the coffee pot and take it upstairs <laughs> so we can all have coffee. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's just kind of my my quiet time with nothing else going on. Um, that I'm just sitting there. Um, so are you saying you have to leave our house to go have quiet time? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, 
I'm, we th- have, I'm thinking that's true. Is that because of, well, I'm not we, even going to go Because I'm a morning person, remember? <laughs> yes, because I live with a morning person and then also two children and two dogs. Yeah, so, so. It's like, take us out. Feed us. Come on. That's that's um, what, that's the dogs, not me. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the dogs. Um, uh, but awesome. also, one of the things that I have started doing probably over the last two to three months, and um, I think the only person who even knows this is actually Pastor Jason. I haven't even told my wife this. You haven't even told me. I'm your no. BFF. No. Why would you um, tell me this? I, at one point, I was struggling going to sleep at night, and I just couldn't get my mind off of things, and I just started in my head just repeating the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. And in my own words, like Pastor Jason had preached on one time, it's like, so I just randomly, and that has helped me go to sleep. And so now it's like every night, that's the last thought. That's cool. In that, my I brain like that. Is running, just running the Lord's Prayer through my brain over mm-hmm. and over again. And yeah. I say it different every time in my brain even. Like yeah. it's not even. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, the other night I asked you, you were having trouble sleeping. And I said, what are, what are you doing? And you said, I'm building a cabinet in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I started, yeah. I like, sometimes I was like. We were fixing to do a project and build a ca- cabinet, and for some reason I was building that in my brain. I worked it all out. and But I love that your last thought before you go to sleep yeah. is on the Lord. Absolutely. And I, I love that. I think that's sweet sleep. So, All right, podcast listeners, that's it for now. Next time you'll want to tune in because we're sitting down with Pastor Ray and Pastor Jeff to talk about their ministries of GSM and Grace Kids. And I hope that you know that um, through the next week until I talk to you again that I'm so thankful that God's grace is enough and it's enough for me, it's enough for you. Toodles.